guys welcome back to episode six today we're talking about injuries sharing some of our own injuries some of your injuries that were mentioned in our instagram feed and having a quick discussion about some of the most common injuries that you may endure in the arts such as boxing muay thai brazilian jiu-jitsu or some form of grappling and weightlifting so injuries are quite common in the world of combative arts as well as training so what we'd like to do is just kind of go through our own personal experiences and we're going to kick over to pack who's going to talk about some of his injuries i'll mention a few of mine um and obviously we'll mention a few of the ones that you guys mentioned in the instagram feed so over to you pack um in terms of injuries that you've sustained whilst training whether it was in combative sports or weightlifting what would you say was your most worst injury okay so the worst the worst i'd say three injuries um in order the third one was when i broke my foot here oh yeah um, that, that was so tell them the story please i don't want to tell them the story no because no, no, if you I don't was, i will no, no, no. okay well, well i was uh i was uh telling you a story about something that happened uh <laughs> an altercation uh with somebody else um outside in the streets um and i was going through what was going on and this time either and i must have got a bit excited uh and then a, a bit yeah a, a, a little bit yeah and then uh Instead of kicking the air, I've kicked the pillar, the uh, the metal pillars that we've got here holding up the uh, holding up the, <laughs> the roof structure. The roof structure, yeah. So as soon as I did it, uh, that was uh, I'm, I'm sure I yelled or something. All I've seen is the man keel over, and I've looked and gone, "Hold on a minute, we're about to spar," and this is the reaction I'm getting. Is he tired? Is he this? Is he this? I couldn't believe it. I was like, "No, nah, he can't have broke his foot." And he's telling me he's like shaking away and going pale, and I've seen every shade of brown just go. Whoop straight down to a grey shade of you and I was like now nah, you ain't fucking about yeah because the last time obviously I broke I broke my leg but I was one years old so I don't remember yeah, what, yeah, yeah. what it feels like do you get it so obviously you've made me sit down sat down for about 10-15 minutes and I thought yeah everything's fine everything's okay as I'm going to stood up I sat back down again I couldn't, I couldn't stand I, like, I can remember grabbing the sharpie pen and having a look at your foot and putting a little X yeah, mark you, put, yeah, you, had a, you had a feel of what was what and you looked at it and you said yeah this is where I think it is you marked it and um, yeah what's happened is I've sat down, waited out the whole session. Um, I thought, forget this. You was like, oh, I'm going to drop you home. I'm going to drop you home. I said, no, forget all that. Yeah, come on. Put my trainer on. Drove home with a broken foot or that we thought was a broken foot. Mm. Um, didn't think nothing of it. Iced it that night, as you told me to. The next day when I woke up now, my foot, I, I didn't recognise it because it you was... Just like a melon. Was, yeah, it was so big. It's bigger than my head. It was, that's, that's a big, that's big yeah. <laughs> my foot was so big right and the thing is that day i had so much shit to do and the first thing i had to do i had to go see simon to get a deep tissue massage yeah. all the way in Groovy. yeah so i didn't want to cancel on him yeah so i couldn't forget a trainer i couldn't even put a sock on my foot was so big yeah <laughs> i've drove on the motorway to Groovy, yeah like that on the way back. What did I, you wear? Your Jesus flops? <laughs> no, I don't wear flip flops. Yeah, nothing yeah, like sure. that. I see no, you with no, your white socks. No, wear no flip flops, <laughs> nothing like that. But yeah, on the way back, I thought, nah, you know what? Something's wrong here. Yeah, parked up, called a taxi, told the taxi lot, take me to the hospital. Gone to the hospital. They've had a look at it. When the woman's like, I said, I walked in, 
I said, I think I broke my foot. And she's like, okay. When she looked over the car, she's like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> right. So they see me straight away. And then the doctor's like, yeah, exactly where it's been marked. That's where it's broke. Does that guy want a job? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they, they casted me up. They put some massive cast on me. I was in that cast for like four or five weeks. Then a walking boot for like four yeah. weeks. And it was a horrible experience. But yeah. You can't wait there or do anything. No, I couldn't do anything. But don't get me wrong. Granted. Yeah, yeah. And then obviously, but that happened on the that happened on the Thursday. Yeah, on the Friday, I went to the hospital. They casted me up. On a Monday morning, two crutches, taxi. I was back in the gym. Of course you were. You know what I mean? So, yeah, it's just, it's one of those things. And There's then, no switch offs um, for you, is there? No, no, but yeah. And then and I was I was training legs and everything, doing whatever I could. And people were like, you, you need to leave the gym. You can't, you can't be in there. I'm like, what are you talking about? It's like, what's, what's his name? Um, no, you're a hazard to yourself. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's true. But it's like, um, oh, I forgot his name, man. You know, the black guy that was in the military that he used 300 pounds. He's a motivational speaker now. And, um, and then not major teeth fit. No, 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 the bold guy, man. Oh, yes, I know who you're talking about. I can't remember his he's, name. He's though. been on Joe Rogan so many times, and um, but yeah, he was talking about his feet. His when well, he's broke his feet so many times, but he still like he tapes them up, and then he's running on broken feet, and this, that, and the other. And like, yeah, that's like military, mindset, yeah, that gives you motivation to, mm. but yeah, that's that's number three. Uh, and then the two, the two major, major ones was uh, in the space of a year, well, put a space of like nine, ten months, uh, me completely uh, ripping off and rupturing my left bicep tendon off the bone, and then the right one. So, what so happened? What, tell us about the left one first. So, the left one, that was the first one that happened uh, on the Thursday. I can't remember that. Um, as well. We was here uh, sparring, uh, and that Polish guy came in. Never seen him before. Big, big unit. He was, yeah, it was a big he, lad, yeah, he was and he's was supposed to be some sort of fighter or something. I think he said that he had a, a little bit of MMA experience, but right. I think yeah, I, I remember that now vividly when I was talking. I was saying in the background, I goes, "Pack, literally, you got ten seconds left. Ease up, and then oh." But yeah, no, obviously, look, it was the last round. We sparred. We sparred everybody else, and this, that, and the other, but. You made me spar him last, and what's happened is, as soon as the bells rang, like as soon as the bells rang, he's coming at me, trying to he's, block. Him. He's trying to them swings that he was swinging at me. He's trying to take my head off my shoulders. Yeah, yeah. So I thought I can't have this. Yeah, so bobbed, weaved, hit him with a hook. Yeah, dropped him. I, when I've dropped him. He didn't know what's hit him. You've come and I think you've come and helped him up, or someone's come and helped him up. Then I just, I just make sure that people, when they get dropped, they just go come over, just make sure they're not concussed or dazed or yeah, hurt yeah. or anything. But I mean, that was a, he walked into that shot, so you know that shit happens when you when you kind of the weight's both of you were. It takes one punch, yeah. And you know, yeah. even though you weren't trying to knock each other's heads no. off, well, he was, you wasn't. Um, it was technically placed, so you know, I, I've I don't have any issues when um, people spar that way, as long as they don't kind of try and kill each yeah, other yeah of course of course, course. Um, you, but this, guy, this, guy, this guy had some animosity or something about him because yeah. I don't know what it was right? well what I've, what I've realised and this is not against all Polish people but they come in with an on off you know a lot of them go in and it's either 100% and they're mm. trying to really go for you uh, you remember Christoph don't you yeah yeah never yeah. had any other no. thing he's stopped doing something yeah. or he does it and it's 100% and anything he throws with his you know if it lands it's going to kind of yeah, but he didn't something. have any uh, malice or animosity when he's. No, no, I well, he's. I mean, he's sparring. Even if he wants way, to spar it? hard, it's like a good hard. Even if yeah, it, yeah. even if he's going hundred percent, it's hundred yeah. percent like training. It's not. But like, I think the bad fellow intentions. that he was sparring, I don't think he had those intentions to want to hurt you. Mm. I think he had a point to prove. Maybe. Um, yeah. You know, going up against the biggest fellow in the gym, you know, he was probably thinking, "I'm going to 
I'm going to mark something yeah, yeah, here yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. But, um, no, what did you throw? The, no, so what the, happened was he's, one. yeah, um, he's swinging haymakers. He's going crazy now. So he's swinging at me. I don't forget this. You know what? I'm going to have to put a, a bit more pepper in this one <laughs> and completely finish it. So I've threw um, a left hook, a high left hook at his head because he was a tall, 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 tall big, chap, tall yeah. lad. So when I threw that uh, left hook, right, he's covered up uh, yep. and his elbow has hit me directly in the bicep yep. and it snapped my arm back. As soon as it's done that, obviously my force and his force, I just felt the sharpest, horriblest thing like ever, right? Like a ping. Yeah, and then I've just, I think I just screamed hawks. Yeah. Yeah, and then what's happened is I've had a look because I had a t-shirt on and there was just a massive gap. dip, like mm. a, yeah, big dip of a gap right in my forearm. And that's the thing, I've never heard you say my name like that unless it's like something seriously wrong yeah. and I could just tell straight away I went your bicep's done yeah because when I've looked there there's no bicep it's, it's <laughs> like again it's not there so obviously it's sprung up hasn't yeah, it yeah so we've gone you've took me to the hospital it didn't spring all the way up to your shoulder was it kind of still it, from the forearm did it go midway up the bicep this wasn't that this one wasn't as far up I don't think this yeah. one was because um, we could see like it, it bulged just below yeah. your elbow didn't it yeah so Sorry, it's, your it's, elbow. it's like yeah so it's peeled off completely rolled yeah, up yeah. and then it's ended up like midway yeah um going towards the shoulder but not yeah. obviously all the way off but the, the tear was completely off but it's mm. just the way, where the tendon had finished yep. so when we've gone to the hospital they've checked it out and everything and and that time i did take it didn't i yeah. was it the both times you took me both times yeah yeah, yeah for the yeah. tenders yeah so yeah and then there was like yeah this is what's happened uh it's complete rupture um it's gonna need surgery to mm. reattach it so i was like oh shit fucking hell this that and the other and then i think within they gave me like a what's it called um the brace the uh, shoulder shoulder sling yeah right? a sling so I wore that sling um for two weeks uh just under two weeks until they operated yeah um and then yeah the surgery was a nightmare the surgery uh was about two two and a half hours maybe just under three and um they ke- uh, that, that, that was the first one so they kept me awake so I could see everything yeah, yeah, yeah. so I'm I could see and then they've said we're gonna inject you with uh, something to numb that whole side and whatever else. So I'm like, okay. Yeah. So when they've injected me, it's, I've screamed. It's some crazy electric shock sort of thing. Mm. And the guys, like, oh, don't worry about it. That's just that we know. So we know we've, it's there and this and everything. I was like, oh, okay. And all of a sudden, everything's going numb. So I'm conscious though, right? But I can see everything now. I don't want to watch it, right? But obviously, it's like looking over sometimes because like almost three hours, I can just see everything hanging out, tendons, this, that, and the other. And then the maddest thing was. I'm there lying there, like drifting in and out of like just sleep and whatnot. And I'm mm. there watching it and I'm just seeing and I can hear, I've heard, I've heard the surgeon going, oh shit. So I'm like, no. what's going on here? And he's look, I'm looking and he's like, um, shit, I've broken another anchor. You know, the metal anchors that yeah, they're putting yeah, me. Yeah. So they're putting metal anchors in me at this time, at this point. And they've already drilled. They've already drilled because I can hear and I'm seeing, yeah. I can hear them drilling in me. I know there's no pain because of the injected, yeah, yeah. wherever they're injected, but you know, you, you can feel it drilling through my bone and mm. this cutting away, like that cutting away. Like I, I literally see them cutting away. That my, sounds like some shit that you'd see on Sora. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I literally <laughs> seen them cutting away my tendon and my muscle and chucking it in the bin. Oh dear. Yeah. And I, I would take it that's the kind of dead material. Yeah, that's that what they can't all, use. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And then, yeah, the surgeon's like, shit. I'm just, uh, that's the last thing you want to hear from the guy that's yeah, trying to fix you. Is yeah. Shit. I've broken another <laughs> anchor. I've broken another anchor. So then the other guy that's helping him, um, I don't know what, 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 what he'd be classed as. 
Um, but he's saying, oh, can't we just drill through his arm again? And the surgeon's like, no, if we drill through his arm again, his whole arm is going to break and fracture. Oh, man. So I'm like, what the fuck? And, and you're hearing all and this. And I'm hearing all this. I can hear it all. Yeah. I'm like, fuck sick. Because they're only supposed to make one hole yes, yeah, yeah. through my arm so from one end to the to other to put it through and put so the metal anchors in. This one wasn't the button one, was it? No, this no, no. That, yeah, we'll one. get to that. That yeah, was the yeah, other yeah. one. This was metal anchors. So... I've, and then the guy, you know, that you have a guy that's making sure you're right. And it's, so he's like, oh, Mr. Everything okay? You're, you're okay? I said, I think at this point he was getting you fucking a head massage. Said, Don't listen to anything. Yeah, I'm, say saying, <laughs> I'm saying no. He goes, what, what, what's wrong? You, you, you look very frustrated. I said, yo, the surgeon is saying that he's broke the metal anchors and my arm's going to break and they're drilling. And he's like, sorry. And I said, yeah, this one. And then he's gone. Uh, I forgot the, I forgot his name, doctor or something. He's like, uh, the patient's saying that this is what you're mentioning. And the surgeon's like, yeah. That's what's going on right now. Fuck you know, no discretion there. Just to say, oh, let's not panic. Yeah, him. he's awake. <laughs> so, and you know what it is, and then yeah, everything was done and dusted after they think they they cast they cast it first. So they they cast the whole arm from yeah. top to bottom. So uh, was that what from from your wrist from my wrist to, to, the, the to the shoulder? Yeah, yeah. yeah. just to prevent the elbow yeah. from and moving. Then, yeah. yeah, and then put me in a sling and keep yeah, like yeah. a V like a V cast and kept me in a sling mm -hmm. and. The pain, the pain was... was I can remember the stuff. conversations. Yeah, I was checking up on you every now and again. And I thought you were just being a little bitch. No, but the pain <laughs> that was so horrible, right? Sharp shooting pains, it, isn't it? It's, I've never felt anything like yeah, that in my yeah. life. When I've got home um, and my brothers dropped me off and because the, the anesthetic was still in there, right? Yeah, yeah. The numbness and everything. And I don't take... They, they gave me cocodamol and all these other... Ta I don't take no tablets. So I thought, no, I'm not taking no painkillers, right? But when I tell you I'm sat there and everything's worn off... And you I couldn't sit. Up. No, but I couldn't sit. The yeah, pain yeah, was yeah. so bad. I just couldn't sit there. I didn't know what to do. And I couldn't do anything about the pain. It was just a hot burning. Mm. You know, because they've cut things out of you and, well, you and got foreign objects. In yeah. And I've got yeah, so. metal inside me. And then that night, couldn't sleep. Mm. Obviously, my arms like this the next day. And then if I drifted off or whatever, any little movement, it's just waking me up yeah, and yeah, I'm yeah. in pain. Yeah. And then um, I could, I, I felt something went right. Like I just felt like something went right after a few days. So I went back. I said to him, look, something don't feel right. They've cut the cast off. They've had a check. They said, no, everything's all right. Everything's fine. Put another cast on again. Mm. Uh, four weeks, the cast was on. Um, and then after four weeks, they took that off and they put on the uh, metal brace. The brace to With a mechanism. Yeah, 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 yeah. So with that mechanism, every every week or every two weeks they'll adjust, you, it. You, they'll adjust it so you can straighten your arm and straighten your arm until yeah, you yeah, can yeah. fully straighten it um for the tendon to obviously yeah get get yeah. obviously get get to where it was uh and then that 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 lasted what um the brace was on for about uh i'd say four four weeks i was in i was on i was on holiday as well with that brace on Where'd i was in new york new york yeah, yeah remember? Yeah, i was in new york cousin, with that yeah. brace on, so i couldn't do like we was, we was in uh we was in the hood, like my cousin was doing pull-ups pull off, yeah. you know, how you see in, in the movies and I couldn't do that, you know, stuff like that. So yeah. Um, but yeah, everything was all right. I mean, still had fun and stuff like that. Got back, they took the brace off and then it was just like a lot of physio yeah. to get it back to, to get it back to where it was. And what would, how do you say it's working now? I mean, obviously I hold the pads for you and I can, I can tell there's a little bit of hesitation. That's with the some right. Punches the right. So, so we'll get to the that. Le this le left, left is, is perfect. Right. Yeah, yeah, the left yeah. is fine. It's, it's, there's no problem with the left. Um, it, it looks it looks good. Um, obviously, it never looked like what it, it never looked like what it used to. Yeah. You get it because they've cut muscle out, and mm. you get it. So the definitely everything else, but it's 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 fine like that. Everything's good. So yes, yeah, it's, it's, there's no issues. Cause I, I had a lot of I was paranoid a lot, thinking yeah. will it ever be the same? Will I be able to use it the same? Train the same? Yeah. Just day to day sort of stuff. Do yeah, you get it? Yeah. 
So yeah, that one, this, this is fine. And then um, I did the same thing to the right. Um, I'd say- You throw an overhand right one? Seven months, yeah. yeah. I think seven or eight months after, this was inspiring with Shane. Yeah, yeah, yeah I remember. Um, yeah, so what's happened is Shane's- Shane's so unorthodox though, isn't he? Yeah, he like, just moves about too much. He, he jumps, jumps about. He, uh, honestly, he's like Raiden. He's there and then he's there. Yeah. And there. He's like, will you stop fucking yeah, moving? Yeah, he, he moves about and he's a tall lad as well. And he's so. very erratic. But I think he's calmed down recently. Yeah, very, yeah. Back then, I think he was a lot more erratic then. Yeah. He's calmed down a lot more. He's a lot more composed. And, you know, shit happens, isn't it? Yeah, so what's happened is that, that time there, I, I sparred Edge before I sparred him. And mm. when I sparred Edge, and I've hit Edge with, um, I think I hit, hit Edge with a, with a right hook. And I just felt a little something like, just, just a little like, like overextended or something a bit. Mm -hmm. You get it, right? But I didn't think nothing of it. Uh, and then, yeah. Spotted. Do you think that could have been a potential tear prior like to Like a micro into... tear, maybe, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like maybe like a micro tear. Did you feel tear. like any sharp pains or anything? No, I just felt a sharp twing. Twing. Yeah, just, and that's what it was. And then it, and then it went away. Do you get it? But yeah, I, yeah. I felt it like, I was like, whoa, what's that? Do you get it? And then I was like, oh, okay, fool. But maybe because the, um, the adrenaline was rushing and this time was ready to go again and I didn't think nothing of it. Natural pain. Yeah. So then, yeah, sparred Shane and then I think I'm inside. I'm sure I was inside um, and as he's gone to move out or something, I've threw like a, I've threw like a wide, uh, sorry, like a wild overhand. Mm. I'm sure I did. And he caught right? his shoulder, didn't you? And I've, yeah, it's, it's come off his, it's just, it's like slipped past his jaw mm. and it's caught his shoulder and when it's caught his shoulder, I think my wrist has snapped back on his shoulder and my arm was straight mm. and I was so far like, so far extended, boom, the bicep ripped. New straight away. Like a new was. straight away, didn't I? Yeah, and I yeah, shouted yeah. you again. Yeah. I shouted You're you like again. my adoptive child. <laughs> <laughs> and when I shouted you, you knew as well, because I'm sure you was like, oh no. Because here we go again. Yeah. For and, and, but this time when I've looked at it, I was like, oh shit, because it, it was worse. It mm. was worse. And um, Would it be in your more dominant arm? Yeah. You're going to yeah. a lot more behind it as well didn't you yeah and like the pain was the same as the last one so i was like yeah mm. fuck i've done it again so i was sat there thinking oh shit i gotta go through all i've just literally just literally gone through all of this and yeah. like recovered this arm is great and now this one's happened well at least i didn't have to call your parents to see if you're allowed to come back to training no no we don't do none of that yeah, <laughs> yeah. i don't know about these them kind, of, uh, them kind of students that you've got in here but so yeah but no my parents weren't happy about obviously that happening because it's like yeah. every couple of months i'm getting rushed to the hospital you're rushing me to the hospital because of what you know what I mean but yeah. it's understandable it's one of those things so you took me again um same thing they've said yeah it's happened like obviously it's come off obviously surgery this that, other. but this time here i was like well i've been through it once I know what's going to happen. I know mm. the, the, what, how to like deal with it. And so I wasn't as like, I wasn't um, anticipating how bad it was going to be because I already knew. So yeah, I knew yeah. what I had to do for a couple. Because you've already been through it. Yeah. But the only thing was, it was a lot that um, the surgery didn't happen for a good few weeks. Mm. Um, and then when I was seeing um, the, the surgeon, he's like, oh, why don't you come sooner? I said, this is what you like booked for me in the time. And this time, either way, because I have to do it yeah, as yeah. soon as possible. And then he's like, oh, the last one, uh, what happened in it? And, this, that, and, this. and I said, oh, well, this is how it happened. They kept me awake. He said, what? I said, yeah, they kept me awake. I've seen it all. He said, mm. he said, who the hell was your surgeon? What do you mean they kept you awake? So obviously on this one, they put me to sleep. Yep. Um, they put me to sleep. And um, they this one here, instead of metal anchors, they used titanium metal and metal screws. Got you. So... Um, the button was it? The, the, it's the bo button. The button. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's what they used on this one, which is a lot stronger. They say. So do you think because it is stronger, and the right cross when you throw it on the pads is the one that feels as if it's held back? Do you think 
with it being stronger, do you think the tendon's shorter? No, the tendon's a lot shorter. Yeah. Even the muscle and the, the muscle, the tendon yep. is a lot, lot shorter. So they must have cut a lot away because what's happened is it doesn't look anything like the left one now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The right one was the right one was uh, before any of these injuries, the right arm was a lot bigger than the left. More now the left yeah. is a lot bigger than the right now and they cut a lot away because what's happened is after the surgery, the surgeon's come to check on me and he's like, um, he goes, it was horrible in there, like in the arm. Mm. He goes, your bicep tendon, it was horrible. He goes, like the, the damage that was caused to it and this and we had we had to like get rid of a lot of it and this and the other. So I was like, oh shit. And you can see that now, you can mm. tell now it's because it's a lot shorter. Well, that makes sense in terms of the only way you're going to be able to extend that punch fully is by rotating that hip a little yeah, more, which more, I'm always more. kind of shouting at you about. Yeah. Turn that foot, rotate it around. But only hit the pads with people that you're kind of comfortable mm. doing that yeah, with. No, no, no. Because um, I, I can feel it. You, know. like you you and Titch. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because Titch is always banging on me saying, look, extend the, extend the right, mm. extend the right. Do you get it? And I know he'll be able to meet me or yeah, yeah. wherever. It's same time, with you. Time. Everyone else, I'm power and you know that. Half, you know, the, when I, it's the same with myself. I, I wouldn't hit the pads hard with someone that I've only just met. Yeah. You've got to build that relationship. Of course. It's got to be the time. And we've been doing the pad holding for each other for quite a few years yeah, now. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, I think it's important that we know when you are doing pads, it's not about how hard you can hit the pads. It's building that relationship, the timing. The pad holder's got a job to do as well. Mm. Um, otherwise, yeah, you know, that's that's definitely going to be in the back of your head of, you know, if I overstretch this arm, which now, you know, is shorter tendon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's all kind of, that, that explains why you're not fully extending yeah. when you're with certain people so that makes complete sense and it's like even like certain things like um even now like i think it was just a few days ago or something mm. like i'll be at, i'll be at home or i'll be doing something like maybe going to reach for something in a, in a, in a different or like a strange angle or whatever and i'll feel the metal in there yeah, not yeah. not pain but i'll just i'll just feel like the metal in there I'll be like, oh yeah, like, yeah. that's weird to get a reminder it? Yeah, yeah yeah so yeah it's one of those things What's it like when you go to the airport so you beep off now i don't think i beeped off in new york that, I don't was, that, was, that was the that metal one, anchors, uh, the titanium. No, I didn't because when I went to Jamaica, yeah, I don't think it did. Oh, that's all right, yeah, I don't think it did. So that's, that's I don't think they're gonna stop you anyway, <laughs> but yeah, uh, so yeah, that's Unless they go that's, cavity search, yeah, that's <laughs> it. But yeah, it's, it's, it's all fine now. Both arms, everything training. I'm training the exact same way, yeah, both weights, uh, uh here at Nuda. Training, the, and it's just I take my time obviously when I do certain mm. things. Um, certain weights I don't really need to do anymore. I, I know I can, but I don't need to do it. But yeah, as far as everything when you, else, when you say certain weights, do you mean like what lifting cars? Yeah, yeah, houses. Yeah, all that crazy weight and that. I mean, yeah. don't get me wrong. I know I could do it, but I just don't need to do it. It's one of those things I'm not to prove. Do you think by lifting heavy, you actually had an impact in terms of your body becoming so tight without having that natural flex for your arms to open up like your average Joe Woods? I, I mean, think, yeah, you're, maybe you're that, a freak of nature, let's nurse, be honest. The nurse said that as well, didn't she? The yeah, foot, yeah, on the yeah. first one. And I looked at you straight away, didn't I? I said, told you it was that. Yeah, the nurse said something about my tendons being short because I'm a big oh, lad. I wouldn't or... say short. I think they just tightened up, haven't yeah. they? Because yeah. of the heavy lifting. I mean, you don't walk around like a normal human being, do you? Nah. You, you walk around like that, that fucking t-shirt pose that thinks they've got lats, the invisible yeah, yeah, lats yeah, syndrome, yeah, but you've actually yeah. got lats. I've got the lats, yeah, I have got the lats. <laughs> but yeah, I think, so that's what it is, yeah. And then the arms are never like all the way straight either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a little bending, bending on. them. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so yeah, that's maybe what it is. Maybe mm. what it is, but... And I think... Well, we were talking about this, and obviously, when I talk about um, my injuries, at some point you was on antibiotics, weren't you? Yeah. So the the first one and the second, the first tendon and the second tendon, um, I was on antibiotics. Um, do, you, they, do you think that's had an impact in terms of 
weakening tendons because obviously antibiotics has got a job to do but i was reading somewhere and i don't know whether there's any kind of proof behind it but by taking antibiotics it can really weaken your tendons, tendons. yeah it's things. true it's yeah. true because um I I, I I was only on there i had to take them otherwise i, would, I don't ever take tablets or the, mm. but i had to take them there was no other way of getting rid of um the what's it called um did you get an insect bite or something wasn't it can't remember what was it, it was now or something? it was in your calf wasn't it yeah, yeah, no, yeah, 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 the back, yeah. So there's only way of um, yeah, uh, getting rid of the um, whatever it was, was taking these antibiotics. Mm. Um, the second one again as well. And um, when I, both times, look, the tendon's gone. Mm. And uh, when I told the doctor, um, he's, he's never gave me antibiotics again. Really? Yeah, when I told him about it and I said, look, both times my tendons went, the antibiotic, I did research and this, that and the other, there's research to say that uh, tendons can weaken by taking certain antibiotics and stuff like that. Mm. They, they came back and it was like, yeah, we're not going to give you antibiotics. Maybe there's a mix there though, because obviously if you're looking at, um, you know, and again, I'm, I'm not a medical professional or anything, but antibiotics potentially weakening tendons. But what you was doing is quite explosive. Yeah. You know, so th there could have been an impact in terms of, like you said, you know, you, you might have felt something when you hit that. Uh, yeah, no, it was a mixture. It was so, a mixture of stuff. Yeah, because, exactly. Because when, when, um, when, I did, when I did the left, the first one, mm. and uh, do you remember I still was coming here after about a month or so? You, you can't stay away. Yeah, so I was still coming here after um, after the surgery, a few few weeks after the surgery. I think it was a month after the surgery. Maybe when they put me in the brace, I think yeah, I started yeah, coming yeah. in. Yes, yes, because he was using just your... Right on, because I yeah. got into and then what's happened? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You made me go southpaw, and then I was sparring. I was sparring with the right, right. While yeah, this yeah, was yeah, while yeah. this was here uh, tucked away, and you know what, Hawks, the thing I felt um, with Edge that time, the twinge, right? I felt it when this left arm was in the brace, and I was sparring with the right arm, right, and I felt it right by the thing. So that might have been a build. No, thing. yeah, and then I thought to myself, just imagine if that one went. <laughs> Right, while the left one has you, gone. You look like a fucking chicken McNugget. <laughs> and I just thought With to myself, I was, like, they are so lucky, yeah. Let's imagine right. if you just bust your foot above your arms. It's just, yeah. We'd have to get your mobility scooter reinforced, obviously. <laughs> but it's crazy, man. So, yeah, but yeah, like, like I say, the, 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 arms were, the arms are the major injuries that I had, the two big yeah. surgeries. Um, and now, what, um, what, two years later, about one yeah a year and a half two years later yeah, yeah. back to normal everything's good that's good to hear so yeah, yeah. horrible so, injuries yeah, I mean so. it's not something I would wish on anyone because it takes away your kind of mobility the independence in terms no, of no my mind was going crazy at that mm. time as well like when when I that, at that time when my arm was in a cast or it was in the brace and and I've just had the surgery and I'm walking around if I'm going shopping or wherever I'm yeah. going my mind would play tricks on me I was going crazy like 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 Obviously, we're not people that suffer from mental health and no, no, no. get depressed. Obviously, I'm not saying that's what happened to me, but it's just the, the mindset that I was in. I was in a whole completely different mindset. Just imagine I, if, I just, if you did your arms during the pandemic. Yeah, you know, it would have amplified that for a fucking ten. Yeah, true, true. Because it just, it just like I don't know. It made me feel vulnerable. You know, you're vulnerable regardless. <laughs> you don't even know how to get from A to B. You know. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know, obviously, we're listen. Masculinity. We're men that carry ourselves like men. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's that's what we do. Me and you, yeah. and a couple of us here. That you know, what I mean, we we are like we're we're of course we're men of men. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So how we are, how we like conduct ourselves, how we are outside. This that we we move like. You know, I mean, we're protectors. That's what we are. So when there's something, when you can't do certain things and you can't move the normal way that you move and you can't, then it just made me feel like something's not right. And yeah. I just felt, you know what I mean? Horrible about it. But I mean, everything's all right now. So 
so no, touch, touch wood, you know, kind of remain injury free. And I think one of the main things is, is um, which we'll talk about shortly, is um, attending the strength and conditioning um, elements. Get yourself a good coach who can actually really help you in terms of injury prevention. It's not impossible because yeah. what I'm going to talk about is, as a trained martial artist, you know your technique is quite good. It's on point. And the explosiveness, even your professional athletes, one of the most common injuries, um, you know, I sustained. Um, so really, in terms of my injuries, doing the boxing side of things, having your hands wrapped, as a youngster, the amount of fractures or broken hands that I fucking had, mm. but I never went to the hospital. It was about, you know, okay, fine, it hurts a little bit, yeah. tape it up or wrap your hands up and then crack on with it, get yeah, your gloves it. on. And it, you never kind of got those fixed. And one of the things I remember is when the temperature was cold, winter time, for instance, ended up like Frankenstein. My whole body's like, yeah, it gets stiff. Ah! Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should have seen to those fucking injuries, regardless yeah. of how old you are. If you if you know something's not right, definitely get it seen. So you know you get people that you know have anger issues and they go and punch a wall and they've mm. got like three knuckles hanging out. No, mate, that's not a good thing to be no, doing. Do you know what I mean? It's not going to set right. So you you're going to have issues later on. And I'm not saying that my hands are like that. You know, uh, you look after yourself. Yeah. But that, you know, plenty of those, um, you know, a few cuts here and there in terms of sparring, but nothing major, just a bit of super glue, stick it back yeah. together, job That's done. Um, but I think talking about my injuries, I remember when I used to play basketball back in college, um, I ended up with a really horrible grade two ankle sprain, um, which was a partial tear on one of the main ligaments. And my gosh, you know, like your foot, it swelled up like a melon because it just goes into that instant protection yeah, mode. Yeah. I couldn't take my bloody basketball boot off. They cut the boot off. They, you know, took the laces off. It was still just swelling and swelling and swelling. Yeah. I was that fucking nutty professor fucking foot. <laughs> <laughs> um, that one took, you know, with, with regards to um, doing the treatment of rice, which is rice, um, sorry, rest, ice, compression and elevate. I think I was trying to get it mobile after about two weeks, weight bearing it and all the rest of it. And yeah. I think that's a lot of things. People say, you know, don't move it. I think you have to. You have to promote get blood, blood in there. there. Yeah, you have um, to. But I think with it being a tendon, it's not as easy to promote. No, tendons blood. are tendons have got exactly. the worst blood flow. That's the. I don't think the, they've hardly got anything. To no, do that's the so. worst thing ever. Like but broken bones and this and that. Yeah, it's fine. They'll heal. Mm. Uh, eight, uh, six weeks, eight weeks, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But tendons, that's the worst thing yeah. ever. I mean, th this one actually, I was, I was out of being able to actually play basketball for about seven to eight weeks. I think it was, and that was, mm. I think I was sixteen then. Um, but that that was a horrible one because it's like you know. You always think that once your ankle goes, it's like um, the elasticated tightness of your ankle just feels like it's just looser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, that's when I started strapping it up, taping it up. And like you said, it didn't feel the same. Yeah. Luckily, it wasn't a full uh, rupture or anything like that because I think that would have been far worse. Mm. You know, having an ankle just dangling and go, hello, <laughs> take me to A&E, please. Yeah. Um, but that, that was um, one of them. I think... The, the other one that I've recently experienced, and I don't know whether this is down to age, but um, you know that crackling, popping sound in your joints? Yeah, I get it sometimes. And is it's that, this right it, shoulder. It just, is, it pain, is it pain or is it just a cracking though? You know what? I think Could it not just be air pockets? It, yeah, but then it could also be um, a condition called crepititis, I think, right. it, or, or crepitis. Um, it's not a major issue, but yeah. I think all you have to do is think about, because of the way we move, we're throwing and extending that shoulder when you're hitting and you know you're landing with a bit of intent on the pads or bags it's sending that shock wave back into yeah, that yeah, shoulder yeah, yeah. so i think that's the time when you feel not necessarily a massive amount of pain but more discomfort right and i think the way i can deal with that is seeing tom and saying right rehabilitate the shoulder with yeah, regards yeah. to strength and conditioning using resistant bands very light weights etc and really build that shoulder 
And it's not about, you know, how heavy you can do a military press. That's not going to help, no. you know. So this is about taking away all that kind of masculinity, masculinity and, you know, how much you can lift. And Ego. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Can of beans. Yeah. Really yeah. using that kind of motion and rehabilitate that shoulder to build it up. But I think the biggest two injuries for me personally was um, my right knee. That was a medial meniscus radial tear. Um, that and was uh, grappling, wasn't grappling, it? Grappling, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd, um, somebody kind of got me in like, they, they were quite novice themselves. Yeah. And they got, it was like they put a leg underneath my leg and leveraged it. So, and then they pressed the back of my heel and my kind of... Did he know what he was doing or nah, nah, he didn't? It was a whole panic thing because when I get on top of somebody, sounds a bit wrong, but <laughs> when I get on top of somebody in terms of a dominant position, whether it's the full mount, psychotrol, et cetera, from the dormant experience, yeah. you know how to hold someone and keep them there is make it uncomfortable yeah, yeah, yeah. it was desperation i think right. he had me in half guard and okay. his legs just did something weird yeah, yeah, yeah um and next thing you know i could feel it was like my knee came away right yeah and then from there when it went back it's kind of like i felt a little grind okay and when i got it checked and then they, they did the scans etc um they goes yeah keyhole surgery we'll, we'll fix this and i think they scraped away where the tear was right um so it didn't kind of so any i think as soon as it's teared that they said they were going to glue it, but I think they just took a little bit of that meniscus away. Okay. Um, and that was the right knee. Um, literally, within a was few days... Was it a big days, surgery? Or? No, no, keyhole surgery. Literally, I was in and out of there. Um, local anesthetics around the knee yeah. area. Um, and how um, long before you... Did they brace it? No. Nope. Cast it? No, nothing? Two, two days. Literally, I was able to drive again and stuff. Walk, walk everything? Everything, yeah. Training? So, um, Training-wise, I gave it a little bit of rest. Um, okay. I think at that point, I was like, right, I'm pissed off. I've had this done. I've still had the stitches, etc., or the stretches, whatever they did, um, just to kind of heal that. But yeah, it, it, yeah it's, it's definitely not nice because that was, it's always been in the back of my head now in terms of when I'm doing squats or yeah, yeah, anything else. Yeah, it would, it would. It's, yeah, always. It's, it's always, but I think it's all mental. Yeah. You can do your rehabilitation and you know it's always you can gonna be get there. as close it, as possible yeah, to it, 100%. Even if it is 100%, it's going to be there. Yeah, oh, it's oh, always going to be there. Massively. Yeah. And, and it's the thing is, I think for me, I don't, I think it might have been a kind of, macho thing if i ever find anyone's kind of get me in a, a compromised position fucking tap yeah. you know there's there's no i'm not fighting for a, that's it or anything i fuck it have yeah. that one oh, yeah. i can't get it's out that, of it you ain't got nothing to prove anymore it, exactly and i think you know that's the mentality of being young um you know never say never mm. um and you know all that crap but um that that yeah like i said it wasn't a major one but the biggest one for me was um the um achilles tendon rupture yeah and i was doing moito and you know, when you phone your roundhouse kicks, you've got that kind of, as soon as the ball of your foot hits a floor, you're springing that fucker straight yeah, back yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was with Tom um, training. He was holding the pads for me. And this is when he was a junior doctor. And we both, you know, the kicks How were How long ago was this? How many years um, ago was this? Five? 2016, I believe it was. Five years. Yeah, it's April 2016. Um, so quite a while yeah. uh, ago. But literally, it, this has been the one that's been the, the hardest injury to come back yeah, from. yeah. When we did it, both was heard. Uh, it was like a, a slug shotgun going off. Yeah. Twelve gauge just going boom, and we've both looked down. I thought, "What have I done to the floor?" And then I felt that my foot was just completely flat. It didn't have no spring in it. I couldn't right. get. And I was like, "Oh, well, hold on a minute." Looked at the back of my ankle, and there was a huge dip from yeah. the heel up to the calf. Um, and I think um, when I went to the hospital, uh, it was known as a type two. So it was a complete rupture with um, the tendon, but the gap was um, 
no greater than three centimeters. So they have these different gradings. Right. If it's larger than that, I think it goes a grade three. If it's larger than 12 centimeters, no, sorry, six centimeters, then it's a grade four. And that's generally when they start doing the surgery and right. stuff. Um, Wamad um, is Achilles. Wam, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Was, I, I, was, I think it was, it's a different country, wasn't it? Yeah, different country. Yeah, so it? when Tom was having a look at it, and this is the last thing you want to hear a junior doctor say, oh, fuck, oh, shit, <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh shit! And he done. Um, he, he basically got me onto my knee, and he was squeezing the calf to do the calf test. I can't remember if it's called the Thompson check or something like right. that. Um, but yeah, basically, when you squeeze the calf to see if it's ruptured, the foot would normally move when you squeeze the calf. Right. The foot wasn't moving. Um, so I was like, ah, oh, fucking hell, bollocks. Um, and this is the time I, I was going to get fucking um, engaged. Mm. Um, I think when I was getting engaged, June, I think it was so April, May, June. Mm. So I was thinking fuck yeah this is going to be interesting to explain this to the wife to be in it so um i've said to tom i go nice all right i'll take myself to the hospital he goes no you're not i'll take you mm. at that point because we were training was you in a lot of pain or no 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 this is the thing i was the adrenaline was there and i just thought right i'm gonna hobble away i packed all my stuff away put it in the kit bag mm. threw it in the office and i was literally ready to go and drive myself yeah, yeah. and i wasn't driving automatic yeah so that would have been interesting so it's a good job tom did take me got me there and I was, I was sat there patiently, just literally rang my sister, said, yeah, this is uh, fucked up. This is what's happened. Rang the missus, um, told her what happened. They're like, fuck, you know, great timing, mate. Yeah. And at that point, we were still waiting. And then Tom's come in, he's parked the car up. And as soon as the kind of adrenaline worn off, I just took a look at Tom, do me a favor. Can you ask for some painkillers, please? Because that pain was just excruciating. It was yeah. that, you know, the same similar pain to that you was focused on that area yeah sharp pains, like, like someone's yeah. getting a, a hot knife and yeah, just kind of yeah, yeah, running yeah. it up the back of your Achilles really slow and I was like just get me whatever you can as if they've got an instant fucking drip of morphine put it <laughs> in whatever but at literally paracetamol and you know we just waited and got it seen so luckily that day um they actually had the the boot specialist in so not okay. the consultant but somebody that could actually fit me in that boot because I was adamant. I was saying to Tom, no, Tom, I'm not going anywhere until they fucking cut me open and yeah. surgery and fix me back together. Um, be that stubborn mule that I am. Um, but yeah, this lady says that um, we're going to put you in a boot and literally, I can't remember the medical term, but the tendon would naturally fuse itself back together right. without the need of surgery. So what they're going to do is that boot was at an angle where the heel would be lifted closer to the um, calf muscle. Right. So it's not going to be moving. It'll be statically there. I've never heard of tendons fusing back together again. That's what happened with mine. And I, like I said, um, Pac, I didn't believe it. Yeah, that's what I mean. I, yeah, I did yeah, not yeah, believe yeah, it yeah, until yeah. I spoke to the consultant, the way they were explaining to me. I goes, yeah, but, you know, how is it going to fix? You've got to obviously staple it of or course, yeah, do yeah. something for it to heal. Before it's just it snapped in half, basically. Yeah, yeah, it was a, it. It was a rupture. But the, the, I think the, the, the reason it would heal is because it wasn't greater than that three centimetre distance. Right. If it's between three and six or six and above, then they would do surgery, I believe. Right. So they, I, I can't remember the medical term for what it's called. It, be, it begins with an A. But um, yeah, and, uh, sorry, um, I've got it here actually. Um, anastomosis. So that's basically end to end, allow it to heal okay. on its own. And I'm probably pronouncing that incorrectly, but I'm not a medical professional. Um, but they put me in like um, a vacuped boot. So it's like braced over. Big it's brace boot. Made yeah, me look yeah. like fucking Robocop. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah. But I was in there for, I believe, up to 12 weeks. Um, and nightmare. there was intervals in between, you know, a week, you know, every so, I think every four weeks, they would change the boot angle and put me flat footed and then weight load it and stuff. And they would always put a security brace um, on it so people can't take them off. Right. And as it was getting closer to my um, engagement, 
I said to him, I go, look, do me a favor. Don't put that security brace on because I need to get my trousers on. And they're like, no, you, you, you can't take the boot off. And I was like, I am taking the boot off so I can get my trousers on. And he goes, you're going to have to cut the side off and put Velcro. I goes, I'm, excuse me, I'm not cutting up my Hugo Boss suit for nobody, <laughs> right? So at home, I was sat there, and as you do, being an electronic engineer and being a problem solver, I've found the gadgets. I've got a scissor. I've got this. I was trying to unclip it all. So I've managed to get the boots off. Mm. And literally, I wear that a while ago. But I was able to clean my leg, keep it kind of clean and all yeah, the rest yeah. of it because I'm a bit of a hygiene freak. Um, but that day when I had to get my trousers on, I took the boots off and literally I was on my right leg, hobbling, getting that trouser leg on. As soon as the trouser leg on, put the boot back on straight away just to make sure that nothing happened. Mm. But yeah, I can, I can remember that conversation. They're like, no, no, if you take it off and it ruptures again, you know, it's surgery. So for me, that's always been in the back of my head. Mm. And um, is it the soleus muscle? Solias, the calf muscle on the inside. Um, calf muscles are hard to build as it is, but you need to really do that explosive movements to build up that calf endurance again. Yeah. And what I find is recently, you know, in terms of wanting to spar with your boys and all the rest of it, that leg just becomes very flat. It's not that explosive spring that right. I used to have. And you know, when when it was there, it's like that jab was in and out and I'll be kind of moving. It's just become a lot more static. So I've had to change my game plan a little bit. And rather than being fast and explosive, it's being smart and more counter-punchive. So I'll, I'll react to what people throw at me. Yeah, yeah. Um, now and again, I'll probably get a glance here and there because my leg's not you know, allowing me to move off quick enough. But again, it comes down to what, time am i going to spend to rehabilitate that leg to build that strength yeah and you know family circumstances take over um works take over and all the rest of it so i think at some point i will spend more time looking after this leg and building it up so that i can get back that springiness yeah of course but it's like you said that elasticity is kind of gone in a way what would have happened if you didn't have the boot and just left the leg left it as what it was it, you know that would have been a fucking peg leg for the rest of my life i would look that fucking captain hook Right. You know what I mean? It's like um, doing the movement wouldn't have been there. There, there wouldn't potentially there wouldn't have been that fusion because it wouldn't have allowed that distance to actually allow the adhesion for the tendons to start heal, uh, healing again. Yeah. So leaving it, if I was walking around, for instance, that that healing process wouldn't have been allowed. It would have moved away. Right, it's detached again. Yeah. It's healing. It's moved away, but it wouldn't have given enough time for it to start healing. The process was right. It's dead here. The tendon. It's dead here. The tendon. My f I'll be probably walking like um, Hunchback on Notre Dame, just dragging a leg along. Um, Not bad. It, it could have been. Yeah. Could have been. That's why they, they, they put, not, traditionally, what they would have done, they would have casted you from foot all the way up to above the knee, I believe. Okay. Um, so luckily, I didn't have to have that whole process because I don't think I could have managed that. But yeah. the, the, the boot itself, you know, as, as uncomfortable and ugly as it was, it really did its job. I was fascinated by how you know as soon as the weeks were going along i was like hold on a minute i can actually move my toes i'm i'm feeling a little bit coming back now and i was like no nah, i couldn't believe it when they said yeah. that no it will, you don't need surgery and i was asking them what's the risk elements and stuff and you know I even spoke to other people that are in the field they were like you know um, qualified doctors who were saying no you should have had surgery for that and i was like I, I, that was my argument mm. but i think it's because of the grade it was at Right. And I probably didn't explain it as cor correctly as I could have done. But yeah, that was a type two. Um, so not the worst. I think that would have been a type four where they would have had to done surgery. It would have yeah. been too far away for that adhesion to happen. So yeah, that, that was a bastard of uh, an injury. And like mm -hmm. I said, you know, taking a leg away to do what we do in terms of your grappling elements and stuff and your, your combative side of things as throwing punches and kicks. 
it's it's always going to be there. Mm. Um, you know, I, I think I've spoken to other athletes and they said, right, it's, you know, you, you just kind of blank it out. And I think, how, how, how can you do that? But it's mindset. Yeah. You know, it's that toughness. And, you know, you, you see me, anytime that I need to get the gloves on, you know you're going to have a fucking tough mm. time. Mm. Um, but it's always in my head in terms of, right, when I feel it's tightening up and it's getting a little bit more sluggish, Yeah, that's when up. I go, right, yeah. time to take the gloves off. That's it. And, but the thing is, you have to put yourself past those comfort zones. You know, if, you, if you're training comfortably, you plateau, you just become the same or mm. you have a drop in your performance. So absolutely imperative in terms of building up that strength again, doing the kind of explosive movements, um, you know, doing your, your squats with um, the elevated heels and vice versa on the balls of your feet and really kind of stretching and building up that calf muscle and the Achilles tendon. Yeah. But so common. I mean, you look at the likes of Kobe Bryant had that injury, Dwayne Wade had that injury. Um, I believe the Brazilian footballer Adriana had that injury, which pretty much he knew himself after he had that injury, that that was it for him. Um, yeah. He was never going to get to that peak performance again. And, you know, although these guys will have the best of the best to hand, it shortens that longevity in terms of how long can they do that professional yeah. career for now. And it's one of those injuries. I mean, you imagine the Achilles tendon is the biggest tendon in the body. And for it to be like a bulk of like elastic bands that snaps because of that explosive movement, you can be as conditioned as you like. Mm. It could happen at any point, you know. So I didn't feel it was down to anything else. Um, you know, potentially, yeah, you know, tight hamstrings and, you know, the tightness of hips. There, there's all those factors. But that explosive movement of the ball of your foot hitting the ground and pushing off quite explosively, it could happen to anyone. Is it, it just, that, is that what it is then? The ball yeah. of your foot yeah, yeah, yeah. on and the ground, like? Yeah, I mean, it, it could have been the um, the tendon underneath your foot as well. Um, again, I can't remember what the name of that is without incorrectly um, saying it. But again, that's very common. Um, so the tendon underneath your foot from your toes to your yeah. heel and then obviously from your heel to your calf, um, you know, you, you're, you're shifting yeah. your whole body weight when you're throwing those kicks and getting your hips in there and all the rest of it. So you're pushing a lot of weight off there and, you know, you've got to do your conditioning. Mm. Um, that, that's a, a no-brainer. So anyone that's tuning in and listening, if you neglect your strength conditioning, find yourself a decent coach who can actually prevent those injuries from happening. It's imperative, uh, yeah. massively. Um, but yeah, I mean, in terms of the other niggles, that's the, the nature of the game. Um, if you're doing combative arts, that's like saying that you're going to go swimming and not get wet. Mm. First of all, where the fuck are you swimming? Um, but secondly, if you go into a combative school or um, attending a combative art, expect to get punched, expect to have injuries, it's, it's going to happen. Yeah. Does it mean it's going to kind of be there forever? Um, it's just the nature of it. You know, you're combatively sparring. It's, it's going to happen. So a few of the injuries um, that some of the listeners kind of mentioned on the Instagram feed, and this isn't all of them. Um, one of them was a broken nose. Um, they had to get it seen to after a few weeks and get it pushed back in place. Okay. Um, so I'm not sure if they did the whole chopstick kind of thing and realigned it and plastered it afterwards. Mm. Um, but, you know, again, if, you, if you're boxing or, you, you know, doing Muay Thai kickboxing, et cetera, your nose is at risk. If your chin's not down, et cetera, or you get caught with a lovely shot. Yeah. Um, you know, that's, that's one of the risks, um, broken noses. Um, finger injury from sparring, so maybe they caught... The, the pad wrong or the glove wrong, etc. Um, it took a finger back. So again, another common one. Um, shoulder injury prior to sparring. And I think this um, gentleman here does American rugby or American football rather. Um, so, you know, shoulder injuries are quite common in terms of the way you would actually be taking yeah. someone down. So I'm not sure if that was the reason for that shoulder injury, um, but it wasn't down to combative arts. Um, slip disc, um, deadlifting too heavy, trying to be the macho man. 
nice and honest opinion there in terms of what could happen if your form and technique is compromised. Yeah. I think you get the bulging disc syndrome, don't you, as well? If your form isn't correct, you're kind of putting a lot of pressure on yeah. the lower back. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, slipping discs, um, I don't think that's an easy one to kind of rectify either. I think there's a lot of physio yeah, around that. Horrible. So, um, yeah, thank you for sharing those injuries, guys. We did have a few more as well, but um, a lot of them were kind of repetitive as well in terms of toe injuries and all the rest of it. But... Um, we did a little bit of research with regards to the most common injuries um, in the field of boxing. And it was known as the boxer's fracture. And I've always said this when I'm teaching, always ensure that your big two knuckles are turned over and that's the thing that makes contact first. Mm. And it's the metacarpal bone near the pinky and ring finger. And it usually happens when the fist is closed and you hit a hard object. So whether it be the pelvic bone, whether it be the head, and you hit with the smaller two knuckles, the bone that runs across down to the wrist, they're the ones that normally break. So one of the ways around that is obviously correctly punch. So use correct technique when punching. Yeah. Don't rely on having big gloves and thinking, I'm just going to wail in and, you know, you can hit something with padding. If that thing doesn't move and that force is going into it, you've got a high risk of that bone just breaking. Mm. Um, but also, you know, when people are competing, we do the, the taping of the hands is wrapping your hands correctly or having the hand, um, the, the cornerman wrapping your hands correctly. Um, you'll see that there's a, a, a little bit of a pattern that you'd use when wrapping the hands, you'd kind of do like a cross pattern and then tape over just to kind of cast it. So when your hand closes, it's like it's in cast. Mm. So there's a correct way of wrapping your hands. Um, so yeah, that, you, you can prevent that. But again, a very common injury in boxing. Um, the carpal bossing, um, I think Tom mentioned it was another terminology in the, the world of medicine, um, but it's a swelling around the top part of the wrist. Um, again, comes down to kind of impact and injury. It's like that compression of what happens between the fluid, um, between the, um, the, the hand and the wrist. Normally they would smash it down with a, uh, a book um, wow. just to kind of bash it down. Um, but you can also use ice therapy if that happens. Um, very common against... Um, those aged between 20 and 40, I believe it was. Um, but, you know, even those that kind of do, um, you know, your day-to-day -day jobs as a mechanic. I know my father ended up with something quite similar to that. Right. And, you know, using the, the spanners on a day-to-day yeah, yeah, basis, yeah. you're kind of going against that force and it kind of puts pressure there. So that's um, another common injury. Another one is obviously cuts. Um, you, you're going to aim the punches towards the kind of eye sockets and where the skin's very thin. So cuts is very common yeah. um, or lacerations, etc. Um, and, and normally, you know, if you've got a very good cornerman, um, they, they would kind of get that bleeding to stop, um, Vaseline it up, pack it in there and get you going. And then obviously you get that scene so afterwards. Yeah. Um, but in terms of here, you, you may get a kind of a little bit of a cut here and there, nothing too major in terms of, um, you know, what you see on the, the, the TV. Shoulder dislocations is another one. Haymakers. You know, the, the person's going for that knockout punch and yeah. that person, that, that the opponent's got the cat-like reflexes and they disappear. Um, so sh shoulder injuries is a big one and shoulder dislocations in this particular occasion um, for boxing is one of the main injuries that people may sustain, especially if they don't make contact with the, um, the target or it disappears and moves with a bob yeah. and weave or a slip. Um, but I think that would normally be either from a big haymaker right. hook. Um, so it's that momentum that's taking it off. And, you know, if you're not controlling your punches um that could potentially happen but you know you, sometimes when you're tired and all the rest of it um and you, you you might be behind on points and you know that's the only way i can win a fight yeah. you go for that kind of right throw it and hope kind of thing yeah, yeah. um and sometimes the shoulders kind of think right that's enough uh, it comes and the, and the last one um in terms of most common injuries for boxing is concussion 
um, which you, you kind of expect. Yeah. You know, you, you kind of impact trauma to the head and there's a lot of um, debates in terms of whether amateurs should be wearing head guards or not and the thought process is if someone's wearing a head guard the opponent feels they can hit harder yeah um i think it should be controlled i think if you if you are wearing a head guard i'm gonna hit you the same way as if you're not wearing a head guard whilst using the correct power mm. not trying to knock you out it's still got to be very technical and sparred with um you know a decent intensity and obviously if you're doing it in amateur the intention is to knock your partner yeah, out yeah, and you know i think with or without, if you're going to try and knock someone out, the power is going to be about the same anyway. You're not going to say, I'm going to knock them out with 70% power because they're not wearing a head guard. Yeah. And I'm going to hit them with 100% because they're wearing a head guard. 100% either or. Um, so there, there is a lot of science behind that. But in my personal opinion, um, I prefer not to spar with a head guard um, just because I think it kind of adds a lot more. But if you're preparing for a fight and you want to kind of um, prevent any cuts and all the rest of it from happening, then yeah, I would say wear a head guard just to prevent any injuries from occurring prior, mm. if you're close to um, your fight date, etc. Um, anything you'd like to add to that pack? No, I think we've to, covered, yeah. covered everything in regards to injuries. And, yeah, I mean, and Muay Thai is the other one that we're going to talk about. And very similar to your boxing because obviously with Muay Thai you've got the art of eight limbs um, mm. you're using your fist elbows knees and kicks but I know um, Muay Thai is a brutal sport and yeah. people ask me that when does it stop hurting never yeah you know you you kick your partner with shin on shin both you're gonna know about it it's what you do in terms of preparing your body to recognize that's the feeling of a shin check um, but going on to that, some of the other injuries that you'll probably find are quite common, apart from, um, you know, what we mentioned for the boxes, you'd have the addition of swollen ankles because if you kick into the body and you catch an elbow, mm. your ankles swell up, your toes are at risk, bruised shins, sore necks from the clinch. So when someone gets you into that clinch work and you're trying to get out that of it, wrench up and, yeah. exactly. So it's really kind of putting a, a strain on your neck. And that's why neck conditioning is very important in terms of combative arts, not just for your boxing, but definitely for your Muay Thai yeah. as well. Um, Bruised legs for in terms of those low leg kicks, which are sometimes demonic. Um, I think, you know, with the likes of Jose Aldo and Liam Harrison, those guys can throw leg kicks forever. Um, if you keep aiming at the IT band, you get a lot of swelling and all the rest of it. So, um, yeah, definitely bruised legs. Um, ribs, they're also at risk. And, you know, if your body's exposed because of the stance of Muay Thai, you're offering your body yeah. ready to turn and do those kicks. Well, you know, you can't take too many of them, otherwise your ribs really know about it elbows and the list goes on and on so pretty much every part of your body is at risk in terms of muay thai yeah. but the most common ones are is your shins sore necks legs and potentially your toes um going into your, your brazilian jiu-jitsu or some form of grappling which could include judo um wrestling etc um lower back neck injuries um your knees especially when people are going for those knee bars and stuff and if you're starting on your knees landing awkwardly um shoulders because of the kind of submission holds that you're kind mm. of looking at and um your ears and it's the good old cauliflower ear. Cauliflower ear yeah, yeah, yeah so um you know when you when you are grappling such a lot of kind of um head contacts in terms of where you want to move the opponent and kind of clashing of heads um so that's why you see a lot of the wrestlers wearing those ear protectors that look mm. like bras but mm. you know it protects their ears um a lot of people kind of do this stupid thing where they think chicks dig the cauliflower ears because mm. all of a sudden they think that you're a fighter and i've seen it and um on, on youtube they basically put your ear on a, a metal weight plate and they get a bottle of water and turn it so they're hitting you with the lid side to swell the ear up yeah. i was like why the fuck would you want cauliflower is because yeah. you, your headphones ain't gonna fit first of all and it looks stupid yeah. now it, you know if you're doing it purposely 
then you're an idiot. Definitely. If it happens because of training, fair play, because yeah, that's the nature of the game. Yeah, you know, so you're not an idiot if it's done naturally. But if you're doing it because you were doing it for looks, there's something fucking wrong with you. Definitely. So please don't do that. Um, and the lastly, um, I think we were looking at lifting weights and you've seen a couple of injuries in the gym because you're in the gym in terms of lifting weights a lot more than I am. Yeah. Um, so what, what would you say are the kind of most common injuries that you've seen? Um, in the gym, the most common injuries you can get is uh, ruptures. They're, they're the worst ones, isn't it? Ruptures are the worst ones. But then like, um, then you get like micro, like I've had a lot of micro tears like in the pec and stuff like that. That's yeah. been, that's been my, my major ones in the gym. Like in the gym, I've, I've never had sustained nothing really that bad. Do you get it? Yeah, except, yeah. For, except for the micro tears, but um, where I feel a ping in my chest from going too heavy or the form has not been there. Yeah. And then you've got to take your time for a couple of weeks. But there's a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of ones that can happen in the gym, um, which are the ruptures, the main ones like the, the, the pec ruptures and the bicep ruptures. There's a horrible video of a guy that was, he was lifting silly weight that wasn't he? And next oh, thing you know, top chest with yeah, that top uh, chest. Larry uh, guy. Oh, honestly, yeah. I saw that and I went, fuck, yeah, you know, you could horrible. just see the whole lot just, just go, disappear. Yeah. And the bruising afterwards. The nasty, it's his whole body, just yeah, see that, it's yeah. horrible. It's, it's oh, horrible. Horrible, horrible, horrible injury. And there's a young lad though. He was, I think he was only like 21, 22. So uh, what, obviously he was he was a professional, and obviously the way he looked, you could tell he was definitely on uh, some crazy gear, mm. right? And obviously what happens is at that age, you don't need it anyway. But at that age, his muscles have grown, mm. but his tendons his tendons are the same. Yeah, so his yeah. tendons can't take all that. You know what I mean? All that force and this yeah. and the other. So it must have just yeah. It's horrible injury that one. Um, and obviously the bicep tendon ruptures in terms of people doing the preacher curls and all the rest yeah, of it. Yeah, you get it from heavy bicep curls if if, if it's not correct form or even deadlifts. Yeah, if you're yeah, doing yeah. the one hand over, one hand under yeah. and one hand takes over, yeah. which is the one that's um, under. And it just basically... And it just, yeah, comes off completely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Horrible. I think one of the other ones was the platello femoral pain syndrome and that's known as pps and this is again research that we've done in terms of other injuries that are sustained whilst doing lifting of weights and it's the pressure on the knees when you're doing something like the cleaning jerks squats snatches and right. stuff and i think that's predominantly through and this is not to slate crossfit but you know when people get involved in crossfit mm. and they've got the wads of the day and all the rest of it is incorrect form which could lead to a lot of injuries and i remember right. when i didn't when i went for physio after my knee is they were asking me questions, like, how did you do it, this and that. And they was like, oh, you know, we get a lot of people that do CrossFit coming in because of um, the injuries that they're yeah, whilst yeah. doing it. So, you know, the kipping element of doing your um, pull-ups, etc. Unless your body's conditioned uh, through the strength conditioning side of things and you're using correct form and technique. Yeah. You, like you said, with the, the, the young chap who busted his um, pec and yeah. you, you've got to make sure that your body can withstand that yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, definitely. you know that sustained kind of thing um shoulder impingements again you know in terms of the rotator cuff the tendons um are compressed every now and again and could impinge um nerve endings and stuff so that's again another common one you know you've got to work on that form and correct it and um, before kind of loading up the plates and thinking hey, i can move as much as i want mm -hmm. and you know the form is really bad and the the other one was the lower lumbar spine injuries from l5 down to l1 um, so, you know, the lower back side of things and, you know, what can you do to prevent some of the injuries in terms of your lifting weights is um, 
Correct stretching and focusing on the glutes, quads, um, adductors, hips, shoulders, hamstrings, um, to name a few. And it's highly recommended that you get yourself a very good strength conditioning coach. And we've been blessed at Total Combat Academy in terms of having Dr. Thomas Rickby um, delivering the sessions to help people minimize those injuries to increase their longevity in terms mm. of the combative arts, as well as, you know, making sure that they're, they're in good shape as well. So, you know... If you can find someone that's knowledgeable, pick their brains, they'll get you there. And that should hopefully minimise, but don't neglect your stretching. Um, That's the key thing there as well is, you know, you're going to be lifting heavy. Um, Don't just become kind of a block. Yeah. Be able to be agile just as much as you can move. Um, But yeah, I mean, that concludes the injury side of things. Um, It was great for a lot of people to kind of touch base with us and and sharing their injuries and thoughts. Um, I don't think it's the last time injuries will happen. Um, you know, that's the nature of what we do. I think what we can do as we get older is be a lot more sensible, um, knowing our bodies, knowing when to kind of say, right, enough's enough. Yeah, definitely. It's a young man's game. That's the way I see it now. It's a young man's game and I've, I've been there, done that. Um, but I think what we can do is share our knowledge to ensure that other people don't have to go through the same thing. Yeah. Don't be the matcher, man. If you know that something's hurting, you know, rest it, definitely. ease up a little bit. You've got nothing to prove. Um, you know, none of us are kind of um, competing professionally or anything like that. Mm-hmm. None of us have that kind of standard of support um, in terms of it being on a regular day-to-day basis. We've all got our nine to fives and all the rest of it. So ensure that you look after yourselves, ensure that you train smart and, you know, have fun at the same time. That's it. That's what it's about. Yeah, man. Cool. So that concludes episode six. My name is Hawks. My name is Pat. And we'll see you next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah.